Hello, friends, and welcome to the Peak City Podcast. I'm your host today, Alexis Jensen, aka Honey Bear, flying solo today. Uh, thanks to Peak City Sound for the super sweet tunes, and please check them out at peakcitysound.com. I'm excited today to have Apex's Reverend Jose Luis Villasenor in the studio. Many of you Apexians out there may already know Mr. Villasenor. He is very active in our community and a longtime pastor at the Iglesia Fiesta Cristiana here in Apex. Mr. Villasenor is also on a board, which brings us our well-loved annual Latino Arts Festival each year, which just so happens to be right around the corner on June 1st. Mr. Villasenor, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for the invitation. I'm really excited to come and share about um, the Apex Latino Arts Festival and anything else that this conversation may open up. So thank you for the invitation. Yeah, thank you for coming. I know you're busy. So we all want to hear about the Arts Festival and all of your work, but I really wanted to take a moment just to get to know you a little bit, where you're from, how you got here, uh, what your day holds in the community. Just tell us all a little bit about yourself. Well, since I am a pastor, uh, my day is usually very busy with pastoral activities, serving the community. I consider myself a community pastor. What that means is that we do have a worship service in Spanish at Iglesia Fiesta Cristiana, but we also serve the community throughout the week in pastoral care. We run many social programs for the Latino community, particularly young children and youth in the area of uh, mentorship as well as leadership development and after school support. And in terms of me, I, I'm originally from El Salvador and I migrated in the late 80s first to San Francisco in California. So I was schooled in San Francisco in the area of sports. So I'm a Warriors fan. I'm a 49ers fan. I am a San Francisco Giants fan. Uh, and then I ended up moving to North Carolina in 2001 to attend Duke Divinity School. And I graduated in 2004 with a Master in Divinity from Duke Divinity and worked in the area of community development for many years, mostly with Habitat International uh, in providing affordable housing to families in need. And for the last 11 years, I've been part of the pastoral team at Apex United Methodist Church. We are one church of four communities, and Fiesta Cristiana is the Hispanic Latino faith community of the Apex United Methodist Church family. The other three are Peak United Methodist Church 519 Church in Morrisville and our historical longer standing church, Apex United Methodist Church, which has been here since this town actually started in the wow. 1870s. So. Wow, that's amazing. And where is the church located, just so people can... It's right here in um, downtown Apex mm -hmm. in the neighborhood. Our, our official address is 100 South Hughes Street. It's just across the railroad tracks from Anna's Pizzeria right here in downtown Apex. And uh, we have a very large campus with multiple buildings. That is uh, the main location of the Apex United Methodist Church, which is like the historical church. And Fiesta Cristiana worships in the discipleship building of the main campus uh, on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. And our service is in predominantly in Spanish, the service itself, but we do have simultaneous translation for those who are English speakers. And most of our children and youth programs are actually in English because our kids' first language is English. Oh, that's very cool. Um, uh, Golden State, where I'm a West Coast girl myself, so uh, a right. blazer, blazer fan. So. I'm not a late, like, <laughs> uh, coming to the Warriors. I've been... I was a Warriors fan when they had 
Sharunas, Marcelonas, and Tim Hardaway, and like the I'm right. a hard, hardcore, hardcore fan. Yeah, yes. yeah. Not now. Now they're just winning. Uh, <laughs> they're winning, winning, winning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I I wanted to touch base. You you know you've sort of laid out all of these amazing programs that you're involved in with the Latino community here in Apex. What are some resources that you've discovered? Uh, you know, I know you're a part of the Apex Immigration Service. I've witnessed a lot of really amazing cultures of people since we've moved here. And there are shops and grocers and restaurants that sort of support those communities. What are some of your favorite um, Latino community resources that you just you utilize yourself um, or you suggest to people in your community? I think people should really shop and compare foods mm-hmm. on Highway 55. Uh, I think there's a, as a Latino person, it's nice to go into a store where people actually know your name. It feels very family and that the music that is playing is music that you know in Spanish. But also some of the things that you can get there are things that, you know, often uh, I can find there a better price or I just don't find available somewhere else. Um, I really love what Apex Downtown has to offer in terms of food. I mean, I visit all the different restaurants to kind of make a bridge to the Latino festival. Places like uh, Tacos Mexico, La Rancherita, Ana's Pizzeria, La Cocina on Highway 64, um, they have been supporting the Latino Fest for years. And I make sure that I visit those places and I really enjoy what they have to offer. I, I have gotten to know all the like the staff, the owners, and uh, I think the atmosphere here in general is friendly. And for people who you know, are from out of town, they come and they can see that hospitality and just a good feel, a good vibe of the community here. Uh, in terms of resources, you mentioned already the Apex Immigration Services, which is a legal clinic that our church started two, three years ago, and it serves the immigrant community, not just the Latino community, but people from all over the world that need support. Uh, one thing that people might not know about the legal clinic is that it's low cost. So the what you might pay at a private law firm here, the fees are very affordable. So for people who actually can afford an immigration attorney, we encourage them to seek the services. These are for families who might need extra support. One of those actually are DACA applicants. Um, So we tried to help out with the DACA application, but also for the fees to be low cost or even free because of the support of the community, the generosity of people that, you know, for a young person, several hundred dollars can be you know, out of the rich. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So in the last few years, again, we're new here, uh, but I do know that Apex has changed dramatically in the last few years. Um, mm-hmm. And you were just saying, you know, there's lots of newcomers and lots of growth. What have you witnessed through, you know, as a pastor, you're there with the families, you're in the community, you have a really firsthand experience of the community. What have you personally witnessed has shifted or changed or grown as the town has gone through this tremendous growth spurt in the last few years? Yeah, so I moved here in 2008. Mm-hmm. And one of the things as um, I was moving to Apex from Durham was the downtown area, particularly historic downtown. Many of the families that used to live in that area were actually Hispanic Latino. It used to be an area that was more affordable to live in. That changed very quickly from the time that I moved in. I actually lived for two and a half years right downtown in one of the houses downtown. Um, And so many of those houses have been renovated and many of the people who live in those houses now are new to the community. 
I mean, this is first hands that, that I experienced, is I think that for Apex residents, particularly the Hispanic Latino constituent, it is an awareness that there is a quality of life here that people enjoy with schools, having young children. People really like the town and what it offers, but it is also becoming more and more difficult to afford to raise a family here for some of the people that I know. And so that's just a reality in my 11 years here that I've witnessed that it's becoming difficult for some families to raise a, a family here. And so that I also know that it's become a passion for some of our leaders in our town to figure how is it that we continue to grow and also um, that the quality of life that we offer is for everyone. So I think that those will be just a couple of things. I've also witnessed that um, since moving here 11 years ago, that there's a lot more places to represent and to also that cater to the Latino community. There was no taco trucks when I moved here 11 yeah. years ago. There are more restaurants that cater to the Latino community. Um, and even Compare Foods is new because it used to be, it used to have a different name. And so um, those are some of, the, some of the things that I've also witnessed. I think one of the big changes really is the Latino Fest itself. Yeah. Because when when I got here, the Latino Fest was not around. And I was part of actually establishing that 10 years ago with the town and with the Holly uh, Cultural Center in particular. So I'm very excited about how it's grown. Well, the first year we did this 10 years ago, we used the Holly Center upstairs and we could fit everybody there. And now oh, wow. we've moved to the street and even close part of the street to accommodate, um, it's grown from 100 people to maybe, you know, a couple thousand in yeah. 10 years. So the people have just enjoyed it. And he just, year after year, it keeps growing. So that's another, definitely, I mean, that tells you a 10-year history to the festival of growth and presence of the Latino community and what, you know, the community also brings in terms of culture and its flavor and just uh, wanting to be a part of the community. Yeah. So tell us what we can expect this year, what do you have on the schedule for us? Yeah, well, we have a lot on the schedule. I did hear earlier on the podcast that your mission is to build bridges. Interestingly enough, the mission of the Apex Latino Arts Festival is stated as building bridges. I love it. So I think we have right there a DNA we share. Mm -hmm. We do want, the purpose of the festival really is to build bridges across cultures, of all cultures. So it, it is open to everyone. And I only want to say that because sometimes people think that, oh, I... I had to be Latino or I had to speak Spanish to go to an event like that. It really is for everyone. Yeah. And so this year, one of the things that is happening in terms of sponsorships, we rely on sponsors to be able to make this affordable and accessible to everyone. And we have a record number of sponsors this year. Awesome. We have 18 sponsors and uh, also McDonald's locally is our title sponsor this year for the first time. So we rely on sponsors to be able to do this. So that is something that's new and that we're excited about because it opens up possibilities for growth and to offer more. Absolutely. Um, one of the, the real hooks of the festival is our culinary event. And I'm I really, excited about this. Yeah, it yeah. really is something that draws people in. The way the culinary event works is that you buy a food passport. Okay. For uh, this year's food passport is $10. And with that food passport, you can try authentic food from 12 different Latino countries. 
And when I say authentic is that the food by requirement cannot be from a restaurant. Okay. It's really homemade by people who authentically grew up eating that food and know authentic ingredients and prepare it really well. And so people can see the difference in terms of the taste. Absolutely. So uh, if you're under 12, the cost is $5 for the passport. And then while you enjoy that, we opening up with a mariachi band. And then there's just a number of dance groups from different Latino folklore dances that will be presenting. And there's a bazaar. There's some nonprofits that are present. And there's just a lot of life in the context of the festival itself. Um, the festival is June 1st. It's from 3 to 10. From 3 to 5.30, we have arts and crafts inside the Halley Center for all ages. And all of that is free. And then in the evening is the food event with the dance groups and the mariachi and all of that happening as well. And all the information can be found on the Apex Latino Fest website, apexlatinfest.com, with all the details of all the different sponsors, the dance groups, the different times of everything that is happening so people can come in and be very well informed of the events. It sounds like a perfect family afternoon and evening to not only just get the taste of our community, but also a global understanding of some new cultures. And I'm just so excited. The food really speaks to my heart. <laughs> so I will definitely be hitting up the food tent. That's going to be in the depot where the food will be. Yeah, yeah. it will be right there uh, across the Apex Chamber of Commerce. And a uh, portion of Salem Street, downtown Apex, is closed between Center Street and the fire department to allow for the growth. Uh, I really dream of the day where the entire Salem Street is going to be closed because of more people. Like yeah. I said, we started with about 100 people, and we're now approximately right around 1,500 to 2,000 people that come and enjoy the different activities. Uh, we are from El Salvador, my wife and I, so we're in charge of making the pupusas. Uh, for the El Salvador uh, table, but there is a variety of food. The Some of the most popular food tables are Puerto Rico and Mexico because of just the, the number of people in the community who are from those countries. But yeah. we have representation from North America, which would be Mexico, and Central America and South America and the Caribbean, all wow. areas of Latin America well represented. So I want uh, the community to come and enjoy this event. What stuffing is going to be inside the pupusas this year? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> typically, uh, what is a revuelta pupusa has pork, cheese, and beans, and it more likely will be a combination of a revuelta pupusas, which is those three ingredients, and then perhaps cheese and beans in, in another, just for those who are vegetarian. Mm -hmm. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Uh, and parking will be behind the tobacco mule in the lot back there for people who are coming to visit. I think so. I, yes. <laughs> I, I am one of the coordinators. And so I uh, one thing that happens is the parking lot of Apex United Methodist Church, which is only a yeah. block away, is open to the public for Great. downtown events. Typically, and that Saturday is no exception. So people can park there, but also just all around. Excellent. So this year, one thing that is new is that because of the relationship that we have with the town, they asked us about one of their concerts this year downtown on the last Friday of the month, yeah. being a Latino band. So we actually, May 31st, will be having Los Rumberos Star, which is a Banda Regional Mexicana. It's a, a Mexican regional band doing a concert free. Oh, also at the depot. And uh, I'd like to invite the whole community to come also and enjoy this free event for the whole family 
the day before the festival. Okay, and I will be there uh, with members of the congregation as well, just to provide hospitality and welcome everyone from out of town, as well as those who come and enjoy this event. So that's May 31st, the day before the Latino festival. And we will put everything across all the social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, with all the links for the Latino Arts Festival. We'll also include the Apex Immigration Services link and everything that we've talked about today. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to come in and chat with us. I really appreciate it. And for putting this on. And I'm really excited. I think that the trajectory that you were saying, that growth, Having those sponsors, people are seeing what uh, value you are doing in the community, which is really amazing. Thank you for the invitation. And uh, thank you also for the work that you do in building bridges. That is one of my passions in life. I want Apex to feel like a town for everyone. And I think that programs like this help to support that. And so everyone just, you know, come and enjoy this great event that is for all families. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Gracias. Uh, June 1st, Latino Arts Festival. Special thank you again to Mr. Villasenor for taking the time to come and speak with us. Just a reminder, the Downtown Apex online survey is still up on the town website. The survey gives us Apex residents an opportunity to share our vision for downtown's future. It takes about five minutes to complete, and your voice makes a huge impact on the future of our town. This is the Peak City Podcast. I'm Alexis Jensen. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you love to listen. Thank you so much for listening. Peak of the living